Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Contingency Plan Podcast. My name is Jedi Master David, and with me, as always, is Darth Austin. Hello, everyone. Back again, back again, man, after uh, just a... Nothing's going on. It's been a very (laughs) exciting, exciting week of (laughs) snow and debauchery. (laughs) Okay. All right. All right. Oh, boy. So, yeah. Yeah, we're back again. We're going to talk a little bit more Andor. Uh, Episode 10, getting towards the end of the Andor line. Severely behind on Bad Batch, as always. Bad Batch doesn't exist, and Mandalorian is definitely not creeping up on us at all. Oh, boy. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. It is, uh, yeah. Yeah, that uh, whatever month or two break we took uh, definitely... uh, (laughs) set us back didn't it a month or two crazy how that works <laughs> yeah it is it is crazy how that works so yeah we're gonna get into the episode uh after a little bit and you know discuss it uh you know blah 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 you know we'll talk a little too much it'll be fun uh one of the highest rated episodes though so say that ahead of, ahead of time by the by the fans, one of the highest rated episodes that uh, that Andor produced. So pretty exciting I'm stuff. Sure, you can see why based on you know just how it. dramatic it is. Nope, didn't get it. <clears throat> didn't I'm sure get you it. can at least you can at least tell why I was so excited to get through this. Arc. Spoiler alert: five. Because I wanted it to that's, be done. That's the rating. I hate it. Rating is five. <laughs> Oh boy! Out of a hundred, <laughs> out of a hundred, yes. Flame, flame the the review. It'll be great. This review, this was reviewing very well until someone randomly gave it a five out of one hundred score, which <laughs> broke our algorithm. Oh god! Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. So anyway, uh, how's your week been? God awful. It is cold. It is wet. It is snowy, and I've been up. At 4 a.m. every day to go to work. I am miserable and tired. Ooh, <laughs> and very ready to graduate and get a desk job. <laughs> mm, that does sound fun. Desk last, job included. Last Ohio winter season as a laborer. I'm so happy. <laughs> yeah. It brings great joy. <laughs> yeah. No, I get that. Um <clears throat> Yeah, we had uh, we had our Texas trip. Was that last week or week before? Or, uh, yeah, you know. talked about it on the last episode. Yeah, so we did I that. You just gotten back. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, time, time does weird things to you. So, so everyone already heard about that. Nobody cares about your Texas trip. Good, good times. Um, <laughs> so yeah, getting back into the normal swing of things. <clears throat> uh, God, what did happen this past week? Uh, apparently, not much. Well, you know, when we're finally, now that we're back to consistently recording on Wednesdays, not much happens before Wednesday evening. Yeah, yeah, that that's that is kind of true. Um, dang. Oh well, uh, did go to a Blue Jackets game. Oh, uh, did you? Yeah, yeah, we saw uh, saw a game. Uh, I was I was looking around because obviously we didn't get to go because the game that we were going to go to got postponed until April. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was looking around. I was like, eh, let's see if there are any tickets available. And I found some, I think just before the Texas trip, 
and it was so it was this past Saturday uh, against uh, I, th- I think th- I think San Jose, and they were like I want to say f- five the fifth row. The, oh, the, okay. the five row, the <laughs> fifth row up in one of the corners on the uh, goal side. Nice. And they were selling under the retail price. They're resale tickets, but they were selling under the retail price for the section. Really? Yeah, yeah. So I think whoever How many days was, were left before you bought them? Were they like getting down to that deadline where they're like, oh, crap, we need to lower price? No, so I mean, we're, we're talking a couple of weeks beforehand. Jeez. But I think that they just wanted to get away, you know, get rid of it. And, and the thing is, they could have been season ticket holders who got it True. for a lot less. <clears throat> True. So we went and last week I was actually sick. <clears throat> and it, it wasn't like terribly sick, but I was, I was very tired. So we were kind of even doubting if we would go, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> finally had that, you know, snap out of it felt fine. Still a little bit, you know, groggy and, and so forth, just tired. But yeah, we went, we went there, we saw the game. Um, you know, I ate a couple of hot dogs and a pretzel. Nice. <laughs> Always nice. gotta, gotta come back with that. Uh, Ashley's a big nachos person, so she got the nachos, <laughs> had the smorgasbord. Just, just nachos and cheese, that's it. Yeah, pretty much. Well, <laughs> it had jalapenos on it. You know, with how she is with food, that's extremely boring and surprising. <laughs> so, well, sometimes, <laughs> so it basic. Just, sometimes it just sounds good, and their, their cheese was good. It was kind of a little spicy cheese. Oh, it wasn't just your basic cheese whiz. No, no. It, yeah, it had some. It had some flavor to it. So that yeah, that was nice. Um, you know, I, ha- I had a beer there. They had so brew dog. Oh, you've had it, the Cannon Blast. Yeah, yeah. So, I, is, I get that pretty regularly. That's becoming one of my favorite brew dogs. It's not super high percentage. I think it's like 5%, five percent. But it's a tall yeah. boy. Yeah, which is always nice and. She's got a nice light flavor for what kind of beer it is. Well, and and she doesn't like IPAs, and she she's drank it and thought yeah. it was fine. Yeah, Kaylee's the same way. She hates IPAs, but she will drink that. Yeah, it, it's a very very light IPA, but uh, you know, it was definitely built for stadium, which is usually a lot of light beer. Yeah. And but th- <laughs> it's this for the person who usually buys Bud Light, but. Is feeling adventurous. <laughs> yeah, it, but it, it it has yeah it has has some good flavor. But I I, I couldn't drink more than one. I, I you know when you get sick you, I'm not yeah I'm not into that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I had one. Um, you know, we ate some food. Great game. They came back and and scored four four goals. Gave up three. Uh, scored four. Uh, nice. It was it was it was a lot of fun. Um, got real close. To getting a parachuted hat it was like literally one oh, really? guy away from me who snagged it so almost got a free hat how they, loud is it down there oh it's when they crash into that it's it's pretty yeah it's 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 not like loud loud but you hear it and uh, there was one puck shot that came right up there so <clears throat> get a little bit did of that you, did you flinch yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because uh, you, you don't you don't It'd be see hard it. not to unless you do it every single week. You know? Yeah, it's it's weird. Uh, they they zing those things in pretty, pretty quick. It's not it's not the same as a baseball. It's it's. Yeah, it's quick. 
but uh, so yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. We, uh, we glad we were able to go. She got a little sick then. Normally, when we, when I get sick, she doesn't catch it, and when she gets sick, I don't catch her sickness. So this was like the first time where she caught a very mild form of my sick and, you know, was not as bad as I was, but, um, you know, just kind of tired for a few days, but, uh, but yeah, both kind of over that, uh, looking forward to, uh, to this weekend where we're going to do a uh, homemade pasta weekend, you know, yeah, so that should be, be a fun. good time. But, uh, but yeah, no, that was, that was pretty much that. And then obviously just working and, and, you know, you uh, doing that, doing that jazz. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, so yeah. Well, the question is, are you ready <laughs> to get into the most amazing Star Wars show episode ever? Well, but first we have to, we have to hit our, our segment here. The, the I show. think the segment has kind of ran dry. No, no, I haven't the, this, watched anything. No, no, no. Personally. This is a whole new segment. <laughs> this is our Last of Us, se- uh, HBO Last of Us segment. Oh, uh, did you start it? No. Okay. I'd <laughs> no. say you suck. <laughs> <laughs> no. Because I haven't watched it. <laughs> yeah, I, I've, I've thought of... It, it's tough. Because the... Did you play the games? No, but I, or I watched watch a lot. the games? Yeah, I say I, I didn't have a PlayStation, but I did watch a lot of gameplay of those okay. and most of the cutscenes. So I know the story for the most part. Yeah, so you know, I, I I watch. Well, you know who I watch the 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 Djibouti Dubs Dubs guys. Yeah, and yeah. they did. I, I watched their playthrough. You never played that. What I thought Last that was one of the ones you played. No, okay. no, I no. I, I really haven't been like video gaming uh, very seriously in a long time. But that's an old game, dude. That's two thousand. That's PlayStation Three. Yeah, but sometimes, sometimes I get a little tired of. Uh, I, I, I was never much of a, you know, one of those like first person story driven things. I kind of like a little bit more freeform stuff. Yeah. Uh, when you lock me into a story too much, I kind of get a little bored. So I, 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 I get that. I've never really been into that, but I, I do remember watching the playthrough of, of that. And then the last of us too. Um, the story, the story of, of last of us was fun. The story of last of us two was convoluted, but still, yeah. you know, at least watching them, it was fun. And that's, that's the joy of Twitch. And I, I was actually thinking about this the other day. Cause I remember <clears throat> like when we were kids and you were like gaming heavier, and I think I think this was PlayStation Two, where like you know you you were into like the Jack and Daxter Two and and mm, the Ratchet, Ratchet and, Clank and Clank series. And I played Ratchet and Clank. I didn't really play much of of Jack and Daxter, but um, you know I, I just kind of remember like you know I'd be back with my music or guitar or something, and then you play games. <laughs> yeah, I was doing Drawing basically or something. Yeah, yeah, I was basically doing the Twitch thing back then right. when there was no Twitch, <laughs> uh, you know, I was just watching you just play the game and, and getting the story and everything. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, Dad kind of did the same thing in a way. Yeah. <laughs> now he wouldn't now obviously, but, uh, yeah, he was kind of into that too, I think. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, this, the stories of, of those were interesting. I, I have no idea. I've heard good things about it though, but no, I, I haven't, I haven't gotten into watching it and who knows? I'm not very good at watching new shows. <laughs> Yeah, neither am I. I have seen a lot of people on social media be like, I can't get into it because I can't see whatever Joel's daughter's name 
is die for the fourth time as I've played the game <laughs> through every remake. <laughs> Spoilers! Well, I, uh, listen, like I said, PlayStation 3, guys. Mm. I think I think yeah. by now we're allowed to spoil it. Yeah, I... <clears throat> you know, I, I think... Um, I mean, because you know the story of Last of Us 2. Yeah, yeah so that's that, going to be a much harder thing to watch when they go into season... I think that's a season two thing. I don't think that's going to happen this season yeah. from what I've read. Well, I mean, I they, they kill they kill the protagonist and then turn yeah. it over to Ellie. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people weren't very happy with that because you spent all this time with this guy and and then it's basically it's it's done you have a little bit of a sappiness and then all of a sudden he's just dead yeah they (laughs) made it it was certainly a bigger game than what i'm thinking about but uh they kind of copied a story from a telltale game which is the walking dead telltale game which was huge at the time oh you're talking about the first one the clementine one Yes. Okay. Yeah. A, a very similar story. Obviously, you know, one you know died from infection, one died from people, but the way that they turned that over, I thought was kind of neat. And they do kind of the same thing. You know, Joel teaches Ellie quite a bit, and you know, she has to grow up quickly, and then you know, you eventually take her over, and <laughs> she does some intense things. Like she is a little Rambo. At times, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, th- I think that the broader spectrum of the story is that I think they were trying to talk about how the cycle constantly repeats, but like nobody yeah. really wanted to see that, right? Because effectively, well, especially you, when you, you like you, ruin you play Ellie. both, yeah, you ruin her, and then you have to play as this it's, character yeah, that Abby. you're also set up to hate. Nobody likes Abby <laughs> at all, no. and and Abby is 100 percent justified in hating Joel. I hate to say it, but like she. I can see it. Yep. So I, I don't know. It it was definitely not the masterpiece of a story that one was. So yeah, I, I get I get what they tried to do, but it you know it 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 is they what changed it is. a little bit too much. I feel like is all. But there there's a there's a YouTuber, uh, Nakey Jakey. He uh, I've heard of that. Yeah, he channel, he's yeah. he does a lot of video game, uh, kind of like almost explanation content as he sits on a yoga ball. <laughs> um, and it, it's interesting because he did one Ultimate video. Millennial goal. <laughs> yeah. If you haven't watched his stuff, it's it's actually really good, and he's he's genuinely funny in 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 his way. But like he did a whole video on The Last of Us Two, and he also did a video on uh, who's the studio that does Last of Us? Naughty Dog. Naughty yeah, Dog? he. I'm, yeah, I think Dog. it is, and he did a video on Naughty Dog and how they're outdated. Like their whole premise is outdated, and, and and I agree. I mean, I agree with him uh, on a lot of that stuff. But he pointed out a lot of this, the things that I think people were were uh, unhappy about with Last of Us too. Just being like, yeah, I don't care about this character. You know, they're <laughs> trying to make me care, but I just want to see him die. Uh, so yeah, it was it was uh, it was good. So if you haven't watched those, they're, they're a little bit older videos now, but um, but they they were poignant. So and and f- yeah. funny. So he's he's got some got some good stuff. But anyway, oh, another uh, video game show that I just saw got announced. We are getting a God of War show. Yeah, I think I heard something about that too. Which I I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm not sure. The question I, I, is: Are we going to get super angry younger Kratos that just kills yeah. all gods, or is it going to be broody 
old man boy Kratos. <laughs> well, I mean, that would be my preference personally, having yeah. old man. Because... From, from storytelling aspect, I think that'd be better with maybe some flashbacks. Yeah. Well, the, the, the issue is that we've seen the, the kill all gods thing. Like, that's not yeah. unique. There, not just some... in God of War. That's in a lot. Yeah. Of, well, even Marvel's tackled it with the... Uh, True. I can't think of the dude's name now. Thor. But... Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Love and... Was that yeah, Love and Thunder? I, yeah, I didn't watch that one, but yeah. I, I yeah, the God Killer Sword and whatnot, <laughs> yeah. which... Yeah, so it, it, it's an overplayed story trope. Yeah. But I, I mean, I don't know. It, it, we'll see. But I mean, the the we also problem. Also got our uh, Nathan Drake series, of course. Oh, uh, with <laughs> Tom Holland. Yeah, Tom Holland. Is it a series? I thought it was a movie. Oh, uh, that might be a movie. Actually, yeah, that's a movie. Okay. Yeah, it has him and Mark Wahlberg in it. Uh, which eh, I, I thought about going to see that. I thought that's already out. I know it could be wrong, but anyway, yeah, it might've just came out. But yeah, the thing about God of War and the issue that they'll run into, uh, let me actually look, it isn't, uh, Christopher judge, right? Yes. That sounds right. Yeah. Christopher judge. Uh, he, he also played like Teal'c in the, um, Stargate series, but, uh, I mean, his, his voice is so, specific Mm -hmm. and it would be like really hard to have anybody else just come in and then you just hear boy (laughs) you know just just that because that'll be the meme because you 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 have this dude who just has it it, it's a very specific voice he has such a specific voice and and you know i don't know i i don't know if if that would be something that you could put in but so, uh, I think what you're just going to have to do is have Dwayne, the rock Johnson play Kratos and just I'm voice good, dub man. in judge. <laughs> I, look, I, I'm good on Dwayne. I mean, like I, I th- he's, he's definitely done like stuff that has been good. I, there's no doubt about that, but I'm also good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm with you. That was more of a joke than anything. Not a suggestion. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, Dwayne, Dwayne, the rock, something or other, whatever he chooses to play at the time. I didn't watch black Adam, but I, that was one I, I thought about watching and I didn't get out and see, see it, but I don't know. I'm, I'm a little over, over. I'm burnt out stuff. on superheroes. So I'm, I'm good on that one. Yeah. The only thing superhero related that I'd be interested in is if I get a PlayStation next year or this year, maybe play, keep saying next year accidentally. If I get a PlayStation this year, I do want to play the Spider-Man games. That's the only superhero thing that actually has me excited. Yeah, no, I can dig it. So anyway, there's our long, convoluted second. I almost went 20 minutes. Pretty good stuff. Yeah, I'm very <laughs> impressed, and no one else is. All right. <laughs> Let's go ahead and uh, get on into Andor here. So episode 10, One Way Out. Uh, I, I know it's not the same as the Allman Brothers song, but you know, when he was, when they were <laughs> chanting one way out, I just like, <laughs> it was one way out. <laughs> I just can't go out the door. <laughs> Literally by the end of this episode. <laughs> so we pick back up where we left off. Um, we're of the realization that, you know, you're not getting out the traditional yeah. way. The timer is, gone 
Exactly. And uh, and our Andy Circus character, Kino Loy, Kino. He's struggling with this realization, you know, he he's going through he's going through it. And Andor is very poignantly trying to tell him tell him that it's over. It's like I'd rather die fighting than die doing what they tell me to do. Mm-hmm. And here here knocks in the rage music. Bleep you, I won't do what you tell me. <laughs> anyway. There's a couple of scenes where that would have been perfect. <laughs> it would it would have. But Again, it it really does like reinforce how how good a choice of putting Andy Serkis in here was, mm-hmm. um, because absolutely, the, the, yeah, the range of emotion that he put into it was was great as he as he's going through all this. It's like a, I was only two weeks towards retirement. <laughs> <laughs> but Masterclass con- actor, really, it it, it really it really is, and like the the thing about it. You know, he made such a career out of like you know the the creature actor and everything. But yeah. There, there's no, there's no reason in my mind why somebody cannot take the chance in putting him in a feature film at this point, like a serious like Oscar feature film. You know, like Martin Scorsese yeah, it, type of thing. I completely agree, and you know. I, Yes, the creature thing was always amazing, but at the same time, <coughs> you have to convey so much emotion for it to matter with a creature that I think yeah. that that turned him into a much better actor. I haven't watched a lot of his stuff, I'm not going to lie, but it's almost sad in a way that he's only on a Star Wars TV show because I feel like he could have been thrown in the, trilo- the new trilogy and just owned it completely. Yeah. Yeah, for for sure. I was just kind of looking through his um, his uh, IMDb. Thumbed. Yeah, and like, oh, he was in Black Panther. Okay, he uh, was. You know, he was he he was Snoke. Uh, we know that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, is he? <sighs> Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. What yeah. was he? He, he was War too. Apes. He was Caesar. Oh, he, he was oh like yeah, yeah, yeah. He did play Caesar. That's right. Uh, Forgot he was in Venom too. <laughs> yeah. Again, it, it's so many like seemingly side characters. A lot of movies. Like he, he is a working. He's definitely Absolutely. working actor. He's a worker. But like, th- there's legitimately no reason why somebody out there shouldn't like say, okay, dude. It's your time. We're going to develop something for you specifically. Might have taken a while, but it doesn't matter. That this is this is your this is your time to carry something. Let's see what we can do. Cuz like even like, you know, we talk about like Brendan Fraser coming back with the whale. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and there's always every year or a couple of years there's that one guy you're like, "Oh yeah, I know that guy." And he he gets an Oscar nod or like a nomination for something. And it's it's like, "Yeah, we finally got him there." I think yeah. I think it's his his time cuz like the 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 acting in this was so good that um I don't know. It was it was just so good. And I, I'll also say this though, I think with with Cassian here with 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 Diego Luna, I really liked how he kind of stepped up here and took a little bit more charge because it, we've said it before. He's been kind of in the background a lot of, of a lot of this stuff of this story. 
Well, he finally realized this is his moment to strike and actually take action. And I think that the way they use him in this show is just beautiful. It's it's so good. Absolutely. So we do have a couple of stories here. Uh, so we have a prison story. We have our uh, Lonnie story. Lonnie. <laughs> and then we have our Mon Mothma story. So do you want to focus on one like we did last week and kind of bowl through, or do you want to, what do you want? Yeah, let's, uh, uh, do you want to knock out the cheap stories and get to the big story? See, like Lonnie's story just because of the way it ends is probably my favorite bit of acting. Mm -hmm. So let's get Mon Mothma out of the way. Okay. So, so do you want to do Mon prison break Lonnie? Yeah. Okay. I would say so. So let's talk about the Mon Mothma of it all. Uh, <clears throat> we learned in the last episode, jeez, we learned in the last episode that she is uh, trying to secure funds, <clears throat> finally trying to do something here, but can't get to her funds. So she is. Uh, she had her her one friend. Come she has through. a Breaking Bad moment. Got all the money and good she can't call. use it. <laughs> Very good call, and. So she is trying to get her money, and we have this shady Chandrillan character. Uh, do you remember his name? No, and it hasn't been said, unfortunately. Uh, so it, it did. It, they did say it uh, in passing last week. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I haven't seen it yet this episode. Oh, okay, yeah. I, I was play. trying to look through the um, <clears throat> the MDB to try and Davo Skolden. So he, he uh, arms dealer. It was that what it was. He was something. I shady. think so. Okay. So you know, nicely dressed guy coming up here. He's like, yeah, we'll do business, but like, I got a kid. Uh, I've got a son. You got a daughter, and like, he's old, and I can't find anyone for it. <laughs> yeah, the, the, their marriage rituals are kind of funny. Um. Well, they definitely went the route of making the arranged marriage feel extremely uncomfortable and yeah. creepy. Yeah. Which I like. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Not, not the arranged marriage I get it. concept. Yeah. I like that they make it so uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got to feel uncomfortable sometimes. But yeah, so Davo's whole thing here is like, yeah, sure. I'll help you. But like, I just want to be invited back. No, I'll pay your fee. It's like, no. I just want to be invited back here. Maybe I'll bring my son. You've got a daughter. Like we could, you know, and makes arm dealer grandbabies. It'll be great. It'll be great. Yeah. Everyone will be rich. Well, and, and he's, he's trying to exert leverage. He, he wants, you know, he wants perceived power. You know, this is a Senator, an important person and he, he, he wants to exploit it. But the one zinger that I really liked is on his way out. You know, Mon Mothma says, you know, I'm not thinking about it. It's like, that's the first lie you told today. Yeah. <laughs> because she was. And th- th- again, it, <clears throat> Mon Mothma's not a likable character. No, and I'm starting to wonder if it's just intentional at this point. Well, it, it, the, the thing is, is like everybody sacrifices something. And we get to this with Luthan. Everybody sacrifices. And in her Except case for Mon Mothma. 
<laughs> and she hasn't really to this point. I mean, she's been this, the, the figurehead. She's been the annoyance. She's, and which could put you in trouble. But really, if you think about it, the emperor understands there's going to be these annoyances. I don't think he cares. Not really. Is she yeah. being watched? Absolutely. He's not stupid. But he doesn't well, honestly, I don't think he views Mon Mothma as a threat. And here's the other thing, too, that I'd add on to this. We saw it in Rogue One, where Mon Mothma was not able to rally the council. We've seen it in Aftermath, where she wasn't able to fully rally everybody around her. She just doesn't have that. And, and, and well, we're she's supposed not to love her, in but any it's way. tough. She's re- everyone treats her as she's so regal and kind and she really isn't she's not that charismatic she's not she doesn't have any of the traits of a strong leader and like i'm sorry princess and the scoundrel like made it out to be like well uh, that was enjoy enjoy this new life you're gonna be hunted every day just like me you have you know a price on your head it's like well yeah i understand that that's stressful yes you have a price on your head but you're also surrounded by people that just ran into the line of fire to make this war happen. And you're not surrounded by many people who sacrifice themselves for it. So don't act like you're so much more at risk than all these other people. And way to just screw over Leia when like throughout the entire thing, she talks to her like, Oh, she's like my big sister and I love her so much. And Oh, she's sending me on a, death mission again yep well and, and that we talked about that with princess and the scoundrel though i i don't think mon wanted to share power and i think she saw no. leia as a legitimate threat which she was because who should have been chancellor or who should have been the leader of the new republic leia leia yeah. would have brought general them into a more not, positive future general was not an appropriate role no so that's the mon mothma story we don't have much with her here. Um, look, I get her dilemma. I don't want to be completely insensitive because I do understand, like, it does take a lot for to do what she's doing, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, but at the same time, when you hear Luthen's story at the end, what he has sacrificed, when you see Andor literally in jail potentially for the rest of his life and what he's sacrificed... yeah. It's hard to compare. It is. It is. So let's move on. (laughs) Yeah. To the prison break. (laughs) So, you know, again, we're picking back up. Kino is now of the opinion. It's like, you're right. You're right. Andor. we got to get out of here. There's, there's only one way out. And that's listen to the Allman brothers. Ready to go? Let's get on program, man. So I, I did like when they went back into the cell block and he finally breaks. It's like nobody's getting out. Yep. Somber moment. Yeah. But you have this you have the emotional leader and then you have the killer. And the killer's Andor. This is a guy who is calculating and it, and it's very appropriate. I think it's written very well. Because even when we get further on into the story, Andor pushes, push, push, pushes, uh, uh, dang, his name just went straight out of my head. Kimo, Ki, Kino or Kino, Kino, Kino. Kino. Jeez. 
I'm tired today. So Kino into the leadership role and he goes to the side and it's, it's spy stuff, man. He's, he's the side guy. He's the side man. He's, he's the one who gets stuff done. Well, you know, it's cool. You, you see in so many shows, the main character <laughs> sending the spy to go deal with stuff. And then you just, you know, you never see it happen. Yeah. It's kind of interesting for your main character to be the one you don't see all the time, but you yeah. know, he's doing something important in the background, you know, well, Messing he, with that panel over yep. and over again, but we don't have to see it over and over again. Yep. Well, he realizes that, you know, his voice might not carry weight with everybody, but this guy, this guy will get us yep. moving. So kind of like Luthen. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, they go about their normal work day and Andor sort of scurries off. He uh <clears throat> He then uh, goes off to uh, mess with the water, the water uh, line. Mm-hmm. And do you, do you feel bad for the person who had to make that whole thing look like it's from the Star Wars universe? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Your yeah. entire job is to make this water line behind an access panel, but it has to be extremely Star Wars. Ugh, yeah. What, what does that even mean? Have we even had a description of water line? Just make it Star make Wars. Make it look space. So basically the idea here is, is that while we have a new prisoner coming in, um, and by the way, I do like that they give, uh, they give uh, the, the actor who played Olaf just like one more credit here, uh, Christopher Fairbank, because he was shown for like a half a frame. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's dead. But so we bring in a new prisoner. And at this point, we're going to start a distraction and we're going to start taking out guards. Stuff happens quick here. Yeah. Very, very quick. This is a quick episode. There is not a lot of fluff. No, no, not really. I mean, it's still standard length, but yeah, it does move. And, uh, yeah, Kino basically is like attack. So everything's just yeah. going crazy. They're chucking stuff. Guards are shooting people. So like this a was a lot not- of people. <laughs> right. And this was another thing that Kino kind of like said, he was like, you know, I'm, I'm just thinking that I'm dead. I'm going about this. Like I am dead and there's, there's nothing I can do. Um, so it's basically cannon fodder. You have two guards with blasters against people who can throw stuff. And they're not doing a very good job at hitting them with the stuff. But no, it's fine. Um, I do like that the new prisoner does get a lick in, like you know he takes yeah. out the one guard. He just uh, cattle prods him, and then he's, yep. he's shot. <laughs> but a lot of we our have f- our climbers that just aren't being covered at all, and they yep. keep getting shot as they're trying to climb up. Yeah, Cassian somehow is the only one who doesn't, and it makes no sense. Yeah, well, a, a lot of people die here. Yeah. fairly quickly. Um, and then we get the, the point where the guards want to shock the floor. So most of our people, aside from like one guy, get up on tables. The, the one wa- guy who has to die just to make a point. Exactly. To show <laughs> it. But the water going through here, short circuits, the, the, the circuit <laughs> and power <laughs> goes down. The floor is no longer electrified. So at this point it's bedlam. It's a free for all in this, in this particular unit, they charge, and eventually are able to overwhelm the, what was it, like three or four guards we had yeah. here. Uh, and then, yeah, once the prisoners get blasters, man, oh, boy, you're you're in for it at that point. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, it's kind of funny how many blasters are in this prison with how few guards there are. It's pretty stupid. Yeah, they do. They, pretty they, yeah, stupid. They, they do have several, like, several racks of blasters just around. And as soon as they're able to get into the... Um, in, into the kind of control center here, they're able to get blastered up and just move almost freely. And this this was a psychological advantage that they were talking about that the guards had. They didn't require a ton of people because they had almost all control. They could just zap you. But yeah. the one moment you figured out how to take away that advantage, they have no power anymore. They have no plan. No. They have absolutely no plan or training for this. These are probably some of the worst combatants in the military of the Empire. Well, like, and th- th- there's not like bad. a garrison of stormtroopers here either. These are yeah. just officers, probably low-level officers with, you know, like one, who knows, maybe a captain, maybe a lieutenant runs this place. But um, they're dead already. And they're dead. <laughs> The, the, <laughs> the prisoners make pretty short work and they go effectively pod by pod releasing all of the prisoners and, um, and everybody's just, they're down 5,000 prisoners mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and not make, even 10% in guards. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> More like 1%. So and these guys know, like they, they cut to some other, uh, cell blocks and everything. And the guards, there are just like, uh, yeah, we are screwed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no chance. Exactly. Well, we finally do make it into the main control room here with the nerdiest group of guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we're able to shut down all the power and uh, they're released. Yeah. They're basically released. Yeah. Quickest uh, prison break ever. Very quick. <laughs> now... We don't know what's going on on the whole planet, and their escape is basically to plunge into the water, which I want to talk about just briefly because yeah. there is a terminal velocity you hit where yeah. getting into that water is doesn't effectively, matter how straight you go into it. No, it's basically <laughs> like hitting concrete. Your your yeah. legs would break. You would have and how shallow is it? I mean, is this an ocean? Is this? I'd have to imagine it'd be deep enough for yeah. you to not hit anything, but. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's a long shot, but I mean to be honest, like it's a shot that you would take because what the hell else are you gonna do? But the only sure. thing is, is they don't the, have the one shuttle. The empire is coming at this point. Yeah, like, obviously someone sent out a, dispre- a distress beacon. Right now, I, I do want to point out Kino's speech here when he gets Absolutely. over over the uh, over the mic, and um, I, I do like how they we had uh, the the credit of the voice of God. Martin Ware, the, the voice of God. So, you know, like whoever's speaking through the speaker nice. and I'm uh, sorry. And then we get, we get our chant, you know, it, one way out and everybody, it, they feel the hope. Uh, Star Wars is all about hope. And yeah. Kino at this point, we don't know what he's done to be in prison, but at this point he could have done anything, but he is the, the hope uh, yeah. behind all of this. And he, he even utilizes Andor's speech here too in his own, yeah. which I think is is uh, is a great callback. Yeah, this is a uh, this is a really awesome scene, and this is again just masterclass acting. Absolutely, the range of emotion is awesome. He is terrified to give this speech. He is terrified of what's to come, yep. and he has the resolve 
of a freaking gorilla right now. He is just going to bulldoze through whatever he has to. Well, that's the thing. It, it does take a lot of courage to have the resolve to do what must be done. And that is yeah. why, you know, the, the, the rebellion is such a, such a big thing. You know, it, it took a lot of courage and resolve to do what, what they did. Well, and it, it boils down to the mentality of it. I mean, Kino at this point has nothing to lose. He yeah. knows that there is nothing to wait for, nothing to look forward to. And ultimately, the Rebels felt the same way. They knew what was going to happen if they lost. Yep. Even getting into it before they were a target, they knew what life would be like. Yep. And that's what it takes. 100%, man. 100%. So we get to the sort of final here where we're all plunging just straight into the water. And Andor looks at Kino and he's like, I can't swim. <laughs> this was just a devastating moment. I was so sad. Probably one of the saddest moments in Star Wars, I'm not going to lie. Well, here's the thing, though. We don't know that he's dead. Sure, sure. But just, like, not knowing and that's the last thing we hear, it's like, oh, I don't yep. care if all these people survive. That sucks. It does. <laughs> Uh, and then even towards the very end, we see Andor and one other guy yeah. get out of the water. So we only know of two survivors of 5,000. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even to the point where they're like, we, we don't know if we're the only ones that survived. We have to go tell what happened here. Like, somebody has to know. Right. So we don't know how they're going to get off this planet, how they're going to get back to where they need to go. Uh, we don't know if this other guy is going to survive, assuming, well, you do. You watched it. I haven't watched it because I've <laughs> no been comments. a good boy. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's very interesting, and we will, we will kind of see. But obviously Andor was able to escape, and, uh, and that kind of sets up the, the, the rest of, of the series. So Now... I guess we can just move into the Lonnie. Old Lonnie. Do we want to go through the little, uh, what is the timestamp on that little empire meeting? <laughs> yeah, I was, I was just trying to, uh, find that quickly. It was, I think towards the beginning, wasn't it? Yeah. I want to say, okay, there it is around seven minutes. Yeah. So th- there was one other little short, <clears throat> Excuse me. One little short uh, to do with uh, what was it? Cinta, Vel's girlfriend. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Where is that? Well, regardless, back on Andor's uh, planet here, we, we kind of get the feeling that you know, like Andor's mom is is not doing too well, mm-hmm. and then we see her just stalking in the shadows, sort of following. We see another guy who's like watching. There's a lot of moving parts, but we don't get very much more uh, in this particular scene. But we do know that Vel and Sinta's mission was effectively to eliminate Andor. That was their thing. So are they going to try and rough up the mom? You know, are we going to get, you know, Andor's buddy, you know, worker buddy? And maybe, uh, oh, what's what's uh, what's the girl's name? Uh, Bix. Bix involved, I assume, a little bit more. Uh, we'll, we'll kind of see what's happened with Bix. She was tortured last episode mm-hmm. and seemingly mm-hmm. just left. So we'll kind of have to see where we're off with that. But yeah, we do get this little, little scene. Uh, we had captured rebel pilot 
destroyed the ship, made it look like an accident. Um, you know, Lonnie's in the control center here. He's just like, hey, you know, it would be much more suspicious if we didn't look at this. And part of gas is like, yeah. It's like, part of gas, have you been taking some spice, bro? Like, yeah, he's it, real focused. We hit this point, and it's like, does Partagas just agree with everybody? Like, whoever the last person was that talked, he just agrees with them. Yep. Uh, he's got a stressful job, man. Yeah, he's he, interesting character. But so Lonnie, we, we figure out, is actually a plant. He took the oath, and he... he periodically hasn't met in a year, but he periodically would meet with Luthen and he, he sort of sends the bat signal, which is uh, what is it? A mark on the, the, the fountain and then a torn off uh, ballast on a, you know, like a, <laughs> on a stairway, yeah. the most obscure things possible, basically. <laughs> yeah, it's good. And uh, you know, Luthen is like, well, his his, his uh, associate there is like, it's probably a trap. I should go. It's like, well, if it's a trap, <laughs> we'd already be dead and all this stuff. Right. So Luthen, I love their back and forth. Yeah, it's it's almost good. like they're they're equals in a way. Oh yeah, well yeah, and I they think probably they are. are. I think based they off everything are. we've seen so far. I mean, Luthen obviously is the front here, but you know, you, you I think that they both have a lot to contribute. Yeah. So. Luthen kind of sets up the elevator here so that uh, Lonnie's sort matrix of trapped. Scene. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, you know, he's aware that Lonnie has a new daughter, and Lonnie kind of wants to get out. Yeah, you know, it's like I got a kid now. I, I, I'm giving you Miro. I'm giving you this, uh, this, this plan. Like, you know, the guy. Uh, uh, shoot, I don't remember. Who is uh, who is the guy who was attacking the? Was it like a power station? Uh, I want to say it starts with a K. What's his name? Uh, yeah, I can't think of it now. Uh, but <coughs> Krieger or something like that. Krieger, right? Kriegen, Krieger, yeah. something like that. Yeah. So. <sighs> He's basically on a suicide mission, I, and I, as I was saying this, I, <clears throat> I wanted. Oh, I found it. Thank you, God. I knew I was figuring this out. I have to run through it. Coventry. Mm. So, <clears throat> do you remember the Sherlock episode? Uh, it was scandal in uh, what is it? Uh, uh, scandal in Bel- uh, Belgravia with the flight of dead people that was supposed to go down. That Sherlock foils but technically they wanted the plane to go down uh i didn't watch the entire series so i that's not ringing a bell okay so i am attempting to figure this out because i i i have a little bit of an issue uh but if i remember there was some sort of, um, uh, I hate this. I should have looked, I should have looked it up. Uh, I should have looked it up before, but I think that there was a historical event during world war two that had this, uh, this connotation where basically we knew about an attack or the British knew about an attack and they let it happen because it would be far more suspicious for them to stop mm. it. 
So this is the same premise, and that was also in that episode of Sherlock. Uh, Wasn't that mentioned in um, uh, what's the code breaking machine? The movie about the creation of that Nazi code breaker machine. Talking about like I think Wind Talkers <laughs> with Nicholas Cage. No, 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 no. I'm it's it's a newer movie than that. <laughs> oh, you're uh, the uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I can't think of the name of it now. Is that the one with Benedict Cumberbatch in it? Yes. Yes, yeah. it is. Whatever. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's mentioned in that. Anyway, yeah. I think that's one of the things they uncover with yeah. that. That's probably what I'm trying to allude to. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, long story short, <clears throat> they're going to let the attack happen. They're going to let this cor- this group be slaughtered probably blame the robbery on them so that everybody can continue to work from the shadows, which is dirty. Yeah. But it has to be done. And this sort of launches Luthen into this, this speech of what he's lost because you're looking at Lonnie, simple guy who Lonnie's thinking about his daughter and nothing else. And he basically says, I would be sacrificing more. These people are sacrificing everything. What have you sacrificed? Yep. (laughs) And this is what, this is what unfortunately good people become in times of war. Mm-hmm. They become the thing that they hate because they understand that the only way to break, break the chain is to become what they hate. Well, the only thing that the only way you can fight an evil person it's to lose a bit of your humanity, yeah. unfortunately. Well, I mean, good think- people can't defeat bad people without compromising in some way. Yeah. It's just—it's not how the world works. It has to happen. Wait, it's wh- just a mattering a degree of severity. I mean, you have your your Leas who, yes, the, mass murder, absolutely mass murder, but ultimately still somewhat of a good person in some ways. I guess you could say. Yeah, you have Luthen, who just is the person that takes up the role of just the dirtiest, seediest portion of what it takes to win any war. Yeah, and this this episode encapsulates what I want out of an adult Star Wars. Yep, it actually gets into the nitty gritty of what it takes to win this war. Yep, and and it. It really makes the destruction of both Death Stars way more important and adds a lot of gravity to it that you just don't get on your first watch of Star Wars. Agreed. It, it takes all the fantastical aspects of it and grounds it in reality. Yeah. Yeah, it gives a lot more substance to it. I, I would I would say that, like, you know, you, you talk about... <clears throat> You know, a lot of the a lot of the folks who like return from World War Two and, and even some of the other more recent wars, Korea, Vietnam, they didn't really talk about those sort of experiences, you know, and like World War Two, when you were literally fighting the embodiment of evil mm-hmm. in, I mean, Hitler, obviously, but the Nazi party, the, the you know, the the axis of evil here. Mm-hmm. Damn Italians. That's terrible. (laughs) 
<laughs> there were a lot of people who did a lot of things that they probably really regretted. But they understood that the the sum was greater than than the parts. You know, sometimes you had to do things that you find repugnant to to do what was required to stop the evil. Yeah. And I mean, what look at not to get into some things that obviously for some people, you know, maybe you had family that was affected by this. I hate to bring up anything that's a sore subject, but it's also history. Look at Nagasaki, Hiroshima. Mm -hmm. Imagine being the person to make that call. We'll make the call, drop the bomb, deliver the payload, the whole thing. Yeah, it's it's crazy. And I guess uh, that's a good example of this. Whereas, I, whereas it would be difficult to be the bomber on that run, Luthen is the person that makes the call for that to happen. Yep. And it would just... I would have to imagine it would have to weigh on you in such a way that you can never really comprehend. And, and I love, I love the final bit of his speech. I, I got pulled up. I'll just read it. I won't say much on it, but it's pretty profound. I feel like for star Wars, you know, I burned my life to make a sunrise that I know I'll never see. And the ego that started this fight will never have a mirror. Yep. Never have its time in the sun, no recognition, no love, no appreciation. He truly does give his life to the cause. Whatever happens yep. to him moving forward, he's destroyed himself. Yep. He, he can never be a part of what he creates. He can never just go on to live a normal life. He probably wouldn't allow himself to. Yep. Exactly. It was, uh, yeah, it was heavy. Great dialogue. Whoever wrote Absolutely. the actual dialogue, great, great, great job there. Yeah, whereas uh, Andy Serkis just has the <laughs> most dramatic performance possible. Yep. Uh, Skarsgård just delivers some of the best speech possible. Yeah. And it's all the same episode. It's all the same arc, and it's all just freaking gravy. It's all amazing. Yeah. It, no, it really, it really was. It, it's peak. It, it really is peak. Star Wars here. It's it's peak. Uh, it's not just peak Star Wars. It's just it's, it's peak cinema. You know yeah. this this is how it how it should be. And and I'm I'm very happy that we got the show we're we're getting, uh, even yeah. with a somewhat slower start. This is absolutely the show that I would point people that are on the fence of getting into Star Wars or make fun of Star Wars for being goofy. This is the show I'd point it to, and this arc specifically. Yeah. Yep, it would almost ruin you though, because you never. Get, I don't. I, I don't know if I could say you get better. As far as just obviously, you have for a true Star Wars fan, you have moments that are irreplaceable. You have Yoda training Luke, pulling the X-wing out of the swamp. You have these mystical moments that just, for a true fanboy, make you feel like a kid every time you watch it. Yep. But for a person who's just into the quality of the acting, I understand how there's parts of those movies that just aren't that great. Sure. And if you're not into practical effects as much, it's not going to interest you. But this, yeah, I don't care if you're a Star Wars fan. This is just damn good writing and damn good acting. Yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%, man. 
It's uh yeah, it's something else. And um it's 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 all heavy, it's all good, and uh, you know, heck a heck of a ride here. So I think uh, you know, kind of maybe start winding her down here. Let's go ahead and give it a rating. So, what are you rating it out of uh, out of ten? Uh, <laughs> and uh, and what? five out of a hundred? And eh, not not this time. Maybe later. Okay. I don't see why there's much of a difference between ratings of a hundred and ratings of ten. No, not really. You're essentially just doing the same. It's just <laughs> a bigger number. That. It's more interesting. It's bigger number. Um. I won't really get into a lot of why I like this episode. I basically just did explain the majority of it. It's just, it's damn good. It's, it, there's not a bit of it that isn't exciting. It's a quick episode, but a lot happens. Yeah. It's dense. Dense would be the word I'd use. Yeah. Uh, highly emotional episode. You have some moments of great triumph, some tragic moments. We don't know what's happening with Kino near the end. But he is turned into a hero of the rebellion, yep. essentially, even though we don't really get to see him anymore, at least in literature. Maybe they'll make him a bigger character. Maybe they'll kill him off. Hard to say. But yeah. Yeah. And then, it, I mean, it, again, there's there's always a potential that we, we can still see him. Uh, yeah. You know, we yeah. just kind of have to get there and, and we'll see. Right. Yeah. You know, Stellan and Andy just battle for who gets the best moment in this episode. And it's definitely difficult to choose. I mean, they're both so good. The fact that we get two high-end actors like this for a, a show that was expected to flop, it's it's very satisfying. And I think that this show has really uh, changed a lot of people's minds on the direction of Star Wars, which is just awesome. Yep. It bre- it breathes so much life into this sh- this fandom. Agree. And I think that this and the last episode were the peak of that. I know I said that the last episode was my favorite, but rewatching this kind of makes me question that a bit. I I like to kind of clump them together. I-, I would just watch them back to back and judge them as one episode to an extent, but uh, I'm gonna go a little higher because of our world class acting. <laughs> And I'm going to give it a 9.4. Okay. Just an amazing episode. Yeah. And the, the, the story, the story was great. The acting was, was fantastic. And, uh, overall there, there's, there's not much more to be said than what we already said. You really care about a lot of the characters and then behind it all, there's Andor just sneaking around and he's doing his thing. Um, really powerful moment from Luthen um, that I think he needed. And, and, and this Kino guy, you know, th- this is kind of, I think, a, a bit of a wrench that we had with Rogue One because, you know, we just meet these people, it's all very quick, and then they're gone. And I think it's, it's kind of picking up a, a lot on that too, which can be kind of tough to deal with. But... Um, yeah, overall, really good and, and kind of, uh, I don't know, I guess you could sort of call this an end cap episode to the jail arc, because uh, seemingly mm-hmm. we're now out of that, uh, and then moving into sort of the, the finale here. But yeah, th- this was, um, this was just, it was, it was well-written. I think, I think it definitely is going to be, has to be ranked higher because really because of the dialogue, 
the dialogue yeah. was all just so good and poignant. And um, from top to bottom, all three of our sort of sub stories, it, it all just made things so much more real. So uh, for that, I'm actually going to uh, agree with the people of the IMDb who rated this as a 9.5. I'm going to go 9.5 on this. Yeah. I mean, honestly, this episode it is completely nitpicky. It's like OCD. Oh, this isn't right levels of critique. But the only things I can say that weren't perfect in this episode that would take it down from a 10 is just the Mon Mothma stuff I didn't care about. Yeah. Not even bad. Just didn't care about. <laughs> and the simple fact that there would be that many blasters in a facility that is manned by way fewer people than could have ever used them and made it that much easier for the escape to happen would have happened either way. Don't get me wrong, but it was just goofy in a way to me. <laughs> I, I don't know. Other than that though, it's just, yeah. About yeah. as perfect as perfect can get for star Wars. Yeah. Well, all right, man. Do we have to talk about anything else? No, we do not. All right. Well, folks, hopefully you enjoyed the episode and hopefully you had have enjoyed Andor and all that good sort of stuff. As we go along, we'll finish up Andor, get in a bad batch, Mandalorian, the whole nine yards, and uh, have a change up eventually, uh, just in format and so forth. But we're just, just trying to roll through this and get through it. Um, but yeah, it's it's been a good good ride through Andor, so it's it's been nice getting back in. Um, but if you'd like to interact, obviously at TC plan podcast, Twitter, uh, Facebook, all that good sort of stuff. Or if you just want to write us, uh, maybe an email, uh, ask a question, make an observation, TC plan podcast, gmail.com is where you can go. But I think that is all for us. So y'all have a great rest of your week. And as always, may the force be with you. <laughs>